This work in progress is released under a Creative Commons license. The following Still Ripples podcast is dedicated to all those living in confusion, who are in pain, and who are searching. He who has ears, let him hear. Welcome to this week's Still Ripples Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Brian. Well, guys, we are continuing through the book of Job. Uh, we're now up to chapter 36. So, uh, Brian, what does the breakdown of 36? Well, before I do that, uh, let's, I'm going to remind you all, because it's been a uh, while. It has, yeah. Uh, what, what we uh, covered actually in 35, uh, just real briefly. 35 really consisted of three major uh, points that uh, Elihu made about Job. In verses 1 through 3, he talked of uh, Job's inconsistency in his uh, view of God. Uh, the second one was uh, man's inability to affect God because of God's greatness. That was in verses uh, 4 through 8. And then in 9 through 16, we see uh, man's inability to influence God because of man's pride. Those were some of the points that he was making. And so as far as a breakdown of the different translations of how they entitle this uh, section of chapter 36... The New American Standard Bible calls this Elihu Speaks of God's Dealings with Men. The New King James Version, which is the version we'll be reading out of tonight, or today, whenever you view this. <laughs> Elihu Proclaims God's Goodness. English Standard Version, Elihu Extols God's Greatness. The God's Word Translation breaks it down into two parts. Verses 1-4, through four, Elihu Continues, Hear Me Out. Verses 5-33, through 33, God's Justice is Beyond Human Understanding. The message breaks it down into three parts. Uh, Verses 1 through 15, those who learn from their suffering. Verses 16 through 25, obsessed with putting the blame on God. And verses 26 through 33, no one can escape from God. The Net Bible breaks it into two parts, uh, the last of which carries over into the next chapter. Uh, Verses 1 through 25, Elihu's fourth speech. And the second part, verses 26 on to chapter 37, the work of and wisdom of God. Alright, so without further ado, let's jump on in. Job chapter 36. Elihu also proceeded and said, Bear with me a little, and I will show you that there are yet words to speak on God's behalf. I will fetch my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. For truly, my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Behold, God is mighty, but despises no one. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He does not preserve the life of the wicked, but gives justice to the oppressed. He does not withdraw his eyes from the righteous, but they are on the throne with kings. For he has seated them forever, and they are exalted. And if they are bound in fetters, held in the cords of affliction, 
Then he tells them their work and their transgressions, that they have acted defiantly. He also opens their ears and instruction, and commands that they turn from iniquity. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity, and their years in pleasures. But if they do not obey, they shall perish by the sword, and they shall die without knowledge. But the hypocrites in heart store up wrath. They do not cry for help when he binds them. They die in youth. And their life ends among the perverted persons. He delivers the poor in their affliction and opens their ears in oppression. Indeed, he would have brought you out of dire distress into a broad place where there is no restraint. And that is set on your table would be full of rich, richness. But you are filled with the judgment due the wicked. Judgment and justice take hold of you. Because there is wrath, beware, lest he take you away with one blow. For a large ransom would not help you avoid it. We'll uh, hold right there. <clears throat> you know, Alehu here is against uh, really giving Job more of a perspective on uh, God's judgment and the way that God handles um, the wicked, as well as uh, the kings and things of that day. That even a wicked king, if he turns away from his wickedness, then you know God would be there to to take care of him. And we see a lot of that in the the people of uh, Israel. And we've you know brought this up on a couple of occasions that you know when the children of Israel followed God. The blessings went generation to generation to generation, but when they turned from God, the cursing was equally as bad. But it would take one king standing up saying, you know, we're going to follow God and we're going to do away with the idols and things like that um, to make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, you know, there are a couple of things to note. Uh, we can see in the first part that Elihu ha has a confidence in his own insights mm -hmm. here. And I mean,. One thing that you have to, you know, be aware of as a believer is, you know, where our confidence should rest. We should be careful that we're not relying completely on ourselves. Right. I mean, when he talks in the part, I've, I've heard different interpretations on this, but seeing that uh, the first part of verse 4, he's talking about himself. He says, for truly my words are not false. It lends the, uh, the reasoning that one who is perfect in knowledge is with you, that he may still be talking about himself. I heard of an interpretation that he may have been talking about God, but the first part of that verse doesn't really suggest that and so he seems to have a pretty hefty confidence in himself and you, you really mm -hmm. have to be careful with that because you have to make sure that you are trusting in in, in the understanding that God gives you mm -hmm. but he does make a lot of good observations here and uh, verse 5 really stands out for me because he says behold God is mighty but despises no one mm -hmm. so I mean so many times throughout history you see someone who is mighty you see a mm -hmm. king or something and yet you see the despise that comes out right. uh, to his people or to his enemy or whatever or what have you. Mm -hmm. But with God, we see this one who is mighty, but also we see, as, as Greg mm -hmm. points out quite often, that he's also one of love. So he, you know, says, but he despises no one. He has mighty strength, but the description of that strength is 
of understanding. Mm-hmm. And so we don't just see a we don't just see a God who is one sided in his attributes or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's all encompassing. He's strong in his understanding. He's mighty, but he despises no one. Uh, and you know, it also uh, one other thing that Elihu did is. Uh, in verse 4, For truly my words are not false. One who is perfect in knowledge is with you. Uh, where is it? Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong verse. Verse 3. Uh, I will fetch my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe righteousness to my maker. You know, he's... he Again, righteousness comes from God. It's nothing that is here or nothing that we do. It's through God that this righteousness uh, comes in. And, you know, Lehu is giving credit to that, but like Brian said, you've got to be careful in that because when you speak with this kind of boldness and this kind of, this uh, this level, you can kind of teeter on that edge that it's it's something I'm doing, it's something that's yeah. coming from me, these words are my wisdom to give to you, instead of this comes from God and I'm giving it to you out of boldness from Him. Yeah, and we have to make sure that it's something that we're gleaning from God that He's giving us, mm-hmm. as opposed to something that... We're trying to make. We're trying to put God in a box. Right. We're trying right. to make Him fit our theological concepts, and that's that's wrong, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like what Greg was pointing out when he's talking about uh, you know the children of Israel and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, early on in the podcast, we talked about how you know you know Job was was contradicting his friends because his friends were saying, hey, you know, that everything that happens in this life, we, you know, we see we see the justice happen, we see the mercy happen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, good happens to good, evil happens to evil. And <clears throat> Alehu seems to be going that way, but actually, uh, there are times that we do see, as pointed in, uh, as Greg said, with the children of Israel and everything, when they were following God, they were receiving blessings. So that does happen. That is that isn't to say that's always the, mm. you know, the the well, rule in this life. Right. But on the flip side, also, mm-hmm. you do see stuff happen to evil because you have to also think that that riches are measured in other mm. things than wealth and everything. They're measured in and the happiness because you're living in the will of God mm-hmm. and everything. Because, I mean, we see things that do happen because we see those that we, we perceive uh, as having great wealth, or they have great wealth. We think that they, well, they must be just right. living completely right, and yet they're some of the most unhappy people. Mm-hmm. Or, or we, we don't know about sins in their life, like, you know, drug addiction and stuff mm-hmm. that, that costs their... I mean, they're family. Awesome, so much, yeah. yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the point of the matter is God deals with each person. And, and, again, this is something we keep trying to, you know, really get home with is that, you know, God deals with people differently. It's not the same for every single person. Um, you know, th- there are those that follow him that have great riches. There are those that follow him that don't have great riches riches and when people look at it they they may say well you know there's a missionary who doesn't have hardly anything you know how is how is that being blessed but when you look at their ministry their ministry is just amazing you know just like there are people that have wealth that use it to further the kingdom uh, and they use it as a, kind of a catalyst for their ministry um, you made a very good point uh, in reference to that, you know, and to clarify what he mean, uh, what, uh, what Greg's meaning by that is, you know, it's all about God accomplishing His will, right? And, mm-hmm. and so, with one, uh, and He gives us each a variety of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, spiritual gifts and stuff. With one person, He gives them wealth, mm-hmm. but it is to use to further the kingdom. Right. Another person, we may not see them as wealthy, but the person's 
just as spiritually wealthy in reference to that because mm -hmm. God has blessed them with, you know, missions. Oh yeah. Or He's blessed them with something, you know, you know, in, in, you know, interpreting Scripture to someone uh, that doesn't know it as well or doesn't mm -hmm. uh, doesn't understand it as well. Yeah. And so, well, you know, I mean, it, and in the New Testament, we see even the spiritual gifts. Not every person is gifted the same, but it's how we use these gifts, yeah. and it's all for the furtherment of of God's of God's kingdom. Well, we said, yeah, we said it a while back. You know, not everybody's a hand, not right. everybody's a foot in yeah. uh, in the uh, body of Christ. Mm -hmm. in, you know, in nineteen, <laughs> will, you, will your riches or all the mighty forces keep you from distress, or not desire the night? When people are cut off in their place, take heed, do not turn to iniquity. For you have chosen this rather than affliction. Behold, God is exalted by his power, who teaches like him, who has assigned him his way, or who has said you have done wrong. Remember, to magnify his word, of, of which men have sung, everyone, who has, everyone has seen it, man looks on it from afar. Behold, God is great. And we do not know him, nor can the number of his years be discovered. For he draws up water, uh, drops of water, which distill as rain from the mist, which the clouds drop down and pour abundantly on man. Indeed, can anyone understand the spreading of the clouds, the thunder from his canopy? Look, he scatters his light upon it and covers the depths of the sea. For by these he judges the peoples. He gives food in abundance, he covers his hands with lightning and commands it to strike. His thunder declares it, the cattle also concerning the rising storm. You know, the, uh, I was going to say, the thing that I really love about this is the way that he, he describes God in his, in his uh, kind of infiniteness. The fact that, you know, we, we strive to, to know God on an intimate level and God is so great that there's that, that there's no way that we can know everything about him. He's so so mighty, so magnificent. You know, uh, remember to magnify his works of which men have sung. Everyone has seen it, man looks on it from afar. In all honesty, we 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 look at the things that God does and we only get to see small pieces of just how awesome he is and, and the infinite power that he has you know nobody knows the years the of of god i mean it's it's infinite it's impossible to know but what's so cool is that we can strive for that knowledge and we can continue to gain knowledge there's always more to get from uh, you know to use the use a metaphor here uh, to get from that well the well of knowledge about God there's so much and there's so much more no matter you know there's an old saying that the more I learn about God the more I realize I don't really know a lot because there's so much to to know So what we've seen so far is we've seen Elihu's confidence in his, uh, his own insights. We see uh, him talk about God's dealings with the wicked and the righteous. And we see uh, God's design and suffering uh, in verses 11 through 12. We see that it is to, you know, it's to lead people to, uh, to repentance and everything. <clears throat> uh, in the book, uh, the Bible uh, Knowledge Commentary, which I was actually looking at before I came here, uh, Roy B. Zuck made this... A uh, very insightful quote that I want to read to y'all real quick. 
It says, A godly sufferer, Elihu suggests, who will listen to God and will once again obey and serve Him, will then prosper and enjoy contentment. Learning from suffering and turning from pride was Elihu's point earlier in uh, chapter 33, verses 23 through 28. This sounds like the theology of the, uh, of the uh, three, but they stress that Job was guilty of sinful actions, whereas Elihu was concerned more with Job's sinful attitude of pride. But uh, believers who, in pride, refuse to learn from their uh, God-induced inflictions, they do not listen to his corrective instruction, will perish by the sword, which was in uh, verse 33:18, and die without the, no uh, without the knowledge, uh, verses 34, or excuse me, chapter 34, uh, verse 35, and chapter 35, verse 36. God wanted them to have. Uh, Job, should, uh, Job should not think of his calamities as proof that he was essentially ungodly, the view of the three agitators, or as evidence that God had forsaken him as Job uh, had maintained. Uh, instead, he should see his afflictions as a means of helping him become humble before God and repent of pride. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful because... Uh, Oftentimes we get hung up on actions. Mm -hmm. We think that it is uh, that sin is merely actions, mm -hmm. but really, no. Elihu was pointing out to him that you have to be careful of an attitude, yeah. as well of, uh, of your behavior and everything, and, and, and uh, you know your thoughts and everything. You got to be mindful of your thoughts. It's just take every thought captive. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful because sin also uh, dwells in there. I mean, what did uh, you know God tell? Uh, it was a uh, Cain. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he sensed that Cain, or he knew. I shouldn't yeah. say sense. He knew yeah. that Cain was having those sinful. Uh, he was having those thoughts, mm -hmm. and he told him that sin was crouching at his door. And so we, I mean, we have to be mindful of what we're thinking of, oh, yeah. of, of of our attitude as well. Yeah. Well, and you know, we're constantly told to guard our hearts and guard our minds, because what you let in leads to greater things. And in a lot of ways, it's easier. Uh, for sin to enter in through your through your thoughts and through your uh, your feelings and things like that, uh, and which then in turn manifest into actions. And you know, to to Brian's point, you know, it, what Job's friends were saying was you know was focusing more on the physical side of things. What Elihu is saying is it's not just this physical thing; it's what's in your heart. It's what your your deeper issue here is an issue of pride. And, you know, pride's a very, very, very dangerous thing. Um, you know, it, it, when they say pride cometh before the fall, it is not, you know, just some sort of uh, joke or suggestion. It's one thing that you see a lot of times. I think uh, Thomas Aquinas actually described it as the worst sin. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why he was doing that was, I mean, you know, we know that, you know, sin is sin, mm -hmm. but he was describing it as such in so many words because it's one that you can hide. Mm -hmm. It's one that you can keep from other people because it, it's inner, it's within you. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a, the way that you think. It's it's your it's in your thought process. Yeah. And when you think that you know, and it also comes from, you know, it's, as we mentioned at the beginning of this, it's okay to ask God questions, but why are you asking those questions? Are you asking it out of pride and, you know, God, I do these things for you. Yeah. Why am I being hurt like this? Why am I going through these afflictions? You know, we get to see God's answer to that question, but again, that's, that's a lot of times a question out of pride yeah. is, I don't feel that I deserve this, 
because I didn't do that. And again, it gets back to that whole I mentality, and that's really where pride uh, manifests and dwells is in that me mentality. Yeah, and you should ask yourself, is it a question of seeking? Are you wanting to know? Or is it a question of authority? Uh -huh. Because then that's why, you know, in third, because a, a friend of mine once asked me, he said, he was, you know, I understand it. I understand the book, and, you know, and, you know, it's a great book, but he said, I don't understand why God reacts the way he does, which you'll see in the chapter 38. And it's because you, and I, I told him, I was like, well, you have to understand that it wasn't, uh, you know, these questions that he eventually was pulling together and everything was no longer a question of seeking. It was a question of God's authority. Yeah. And that's what comes into play. It's kind of like whenever, you know, and I mentioned this before, it's, it's like when, you know, as a child you ask your parents and, you know, they'll answer questions, but then it reaches a point where, you know, you're no longer asking, hey, why is the sky blue or why does, you know, this person look this way and this person look another way or whatever. It's no longer a question of seeking to understand, to gain knowledge. It becomes a question of authority. And when it, like whatever, oh, hey, uh, your parents give you a curfew. You know, why do I have to have a curfew? And then mm -hmm. it becomes a question of their authority. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially when it comes to Job, you know, yes, he believed in God. We, we see that from the very, very get-go of the book. Uh, but as the book has progressed, you know, like Brian said, it, it becomes more, it's not so much a question of, you know, why is this happening as why is this happening to me? And as as we've mentioned time and time again, you know, a lot sometimes our afflictions that we go through, it's not for us. It's not for us to understand. It's not for us to to know the reasons. But there's a greater reason at hand, and we can't lose focus of that. You know, it's something that you know God's really been dealing with me a lot is looking and seeing these people that give up on God, that, that want nothing to do with God, understanding why. Yeah. What happened for them to to reach this point? Because, you know, God is love. God is this manifestation of this ultimate love. What happened? What was something said? Did uh Well he's more than a manifestation, yeah. he right. is love. Oh yeah, he is but, love. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, uh and uh to add you know, add to what you're saying, you know, you're building a good argument there. Um when something uh, occurs to you, I mean, a question that you could ask yourself is, how is God going to use this? Mm -hmm. Because obviously he's building something. Right. And, and, and sometimes, uh, you know, when we're praying, we ask, uh, we ask stuff of God, you know, hey, you know, I mean, we, we make prayers like, hey, God, you know, use me for this or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when he begins to use us, it isn't in the way that we want him to you know mm -hmm. well, I want you to use me in this easy way that I have thought out I don't, right. I don't want this elaborate thing going on here mm -hmm. and then whenever he starts to you know begin this little tapestry here of mm -hmm. of helping us or helping someone else in our life or whatever and using us allowing us to be that instrument mm -hmm. and then we turn in question we're like well why are you doing this it, it's yeah. like well you know sometimes you, you you know take a breath and calm down and say hey Lord you know um or ask yourself, hey, you know, how, how is God going to use this? Mm -hmm. You know, humble yourself and be prepared because he's working it out. Yeah. And, you know, it's life is a journey. And we may have a desire to get from point A to point, you know, F. But God has a way for us to get there where we think it has to be A, B, C, D, E, F. With God... There are infinite number of possibilities. He can he can get you from straight from A to F 
without any of that in between. And sometimes when it comes to serving God, you know, we get in this mindset, well, I've I've got to do this, this, and this, otherwise it's not going to turn out right. And, you know, God's point of view is you don't need that, just trust in me. You know, uh, the argument of you have to have seminary to preach is very helpful, and especially in this day and age where there's a lot of stuff coming against the church and a lot of attacks, but the early church didn't have that. So it's not 100% necessary. It doesn't mean that you can't witness. It doesn't mean that you can't interact on that level. You know, you may not be a great theologian, but you still have God's Word in front of you that you can study, that you can learn, that you can interact with people, that you can lead a small group, that you can talk to people. You can't let the excuses of, I don't have this, I don't have that, interfere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God's used, uh, he's used many people that, that I mean, they asked, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, I'm not prepared for this or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had that willingness to do exactly his will and submit to him. And, yeah. I mean, he... He gave him the word. I mean, that's what Moses was saying. He said, you know, I'm not fleet of tongue. I don't have the words, you know, and, you know, God worked it out. Yeah, and that's, you know, one really amazing thing about Elihu is that he's he's taking the arguments of all of these guys that were put out there, and he's addressing each one, and he's he's doing an amazing job of it. And, you know, again, he's, he was the youngest one that was there. He was, that was where he started all of this. I know I'm not as wise or as old as you guys, but this is kind of what I'm saying. So, you know. Or, I mean, I really love the argument that he's building because it, it works its way really well into chapter 38 uh, later on mm-hmm. when we see God speak. I mean, especially when he starts talking of God's majesty and everything. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think 37, one uh, particular translation referred to it as uh, Elihu uh, says that God is the back of the storm or something like that. And, and it's awesome because, I mean, he, he's building our argument kind of like, you know, what what do we have, what can we teach him mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we, we see that later on. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful argument. Yep. So if you guys would, join us in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you so much for uh, this this time that we got to spend together, Lord God, just digging into your word. I pray, God, that you would just open our hearts and uh, just help us to continue uh, just chasing after you, Lord. And I pray that if there are any afflictions that we're going through or any struggles that we have, Lord God, that we would step back and, uh, you know, not question out of questioning authority, but honestly from our heart just seek what the wisdom that you would have for us is, Lord God. I pray that if there's anybody out there that doesn't know you, Lord God, that they might find this and come to know you, Lord God, uh, here at home or uh, you know, away in a, another country, Lord God. We just we lift this up. We know that you have a power greater than our own, and we just uh, we we lean on that, Lord God. Thank you for this community and what it means to us. And I pray that you'd continue to help it to grow as we go into this new year, Lord. In your holy name, we pray. Amen. And now for the proverb. Proverbs 19, verses 1 through 5. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than he who is perverse in speech and is a fool. Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge, and he who hurries his footsteps errs. The foolishness of man ruins his way, and his heart rages against the Lord. Wealth adds many friends, but a poor man is separated from his friend. 
A false witness will not go unpunished, and he who tells lies will not escape. Uh, as al always, we have uh, there are many ways you can get in contact with us through the medium that is our uh, website, uh, www.stillripples.org. Mm -hmm. On there, you can find our Facebook, Twitter, Google+, uh, blogs, discussions, anything like that. As always, we're open to any kind of feedback, good or bad. Uh, if you have questions, if you have concerns, by all means, uh, let us know. Leave a comment down below if you'd like. Uh, we check those regularly. Yeah. Um, so, and tell your friends. Let everybody know about us, and you know, just get the word out there. Yeah. We're gonna try to. Personally, I'm gonna try to blog more in this new year. That's oh, one yeah. of my own mm -hmm. personal resolutions. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've uh, right now the reason that we're in a different location and the old school location is. Uh, Craig is actually at a conference right now, looking into you know different ways of podcasting and yeah. videoing. So, uh, you know, we're praying that all goes well there, and we're excited to see all the changes. Uh, welcome to 2014, guys. Um, here it is. So, I uh, hope you guys have a great uh, year. God bless.